Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. For many years, for decades actually, I, uh, I always taught from a set of very good notes. And uh, God's moving me off my notes. And uh, I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, I feel uncomfortable when you've been doing something the same way for a long time and God starts to change. Uh, you feel like you're tripping over your own feet a little bit. So uh, this morning I'm just going to go with, try to go with the flow and uh, do. So you'll have to put up with me for a little while until I get used to this new thing that God's doing. At least he's doing it this week. Let's put it that way. So, uh, but first, first of all, let me say a couple things. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. The elections that are coming up in the future are going to be so important for us as Christians. And vote your faith. You know, look at how the, where the candidates stand on, on religious issues like abortion and homosexuality and same-sex marriage and, and where they stand on Israel and supporting Israel. I mean, things like this. To me, this is more important than what they think about the economy or education. Because if you get godly leaders in, in office, godly things will happen. You know, I, I was going to mention this a little bit later, but in Israel, you know, in the, in the days, read, read the Old Testament, read First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. When there was a godly king, when there was a godly leader, there was national revival. People, most people are followers. Whatever, whatever, whatever the leader, wherever the leader leads, they'll follow. And in Israel's history, when they had godly leaders, the people, they had restoration, they had national revival. They'd fix the temple, and everybody would turn back to God, and they'd start doing their sacrifices and doing what God wanted to do. And then they'd get a terrible, evil leader, and they'd slide right back into idolatry and all kinds of sin. And to me, what's, most, what's really amazing is two of those, two of the, two of the, one, of the, one of the most godly and one of the most horrific kings came right after each other. Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a king in the Old Testament of, in Judah. And he made all kinds of reforms in Israel. And Israel really turned their, their selves back to God. When it was okay. And right after came this king named Manasseh. And he was horrible, horrible. It's like, what happened? You know, just bang, just like that. And that's how quick it can change. You get the wrong leader in. You get the wrong leader in, things can change in, in a New York minute. You know, and uh, however, however short that is. But things can change. So it's so important to get the right leaders in office. So vote. You know, I heard Pastor Jensen Franklin, I don't know where he gets his figures, but he said, he, he said 25 million evangelicals across the nation are not registered to vote. And in the last election, 30 million evangelicals who were registered to vote didn't vote. That's 55,000. That's a lot of votes. And it can make a difference. And uh, so I'm just going to encourage you. Register. If you're not registered, vote when you have a chance to vote and vote 
and look at the candidates and see where they stand on moral issues, spiritual issues, and uh, vote your conscience, you know, not your pocketbook. Amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. One of my favorite preachers of all time is a man named Novel Hayes. I don't know how many of you know Novel or know who Novel was. He passed away a couple years ago. I like to watch videos of him back about 35, 40 years when he was still real active. And uh, I like him because he's a man who gets results. He's someone whose God has taken him to heaven more than once. God took him up into the God took him up into the into the heavenlies, not into, the, into heaven, but in the atmosphere above, and showed him the operation of demons. He said, "I saw these demons. They're like chicken hawks." He said, "They're flying around, just just looking for somebody to to be in, in a sinful condition, and they shook, they just go down and they and they land them." He said, especially like in red light districts and bar districts and cities and stuff like that. He said, "They're just hovering. They're just looking to to, to gain access into somebody's life." And he has seen miracles in his life. He's seen wonderful things. And so I look, I like to say, oh, how, did you, how did you get that miracle? I want to know how you got it because you know what? I may need a miracle in my life one day. I may need God to do something special in my life one day. And so I, I like to listen to him. And I was listening to him last week. And I already had this message kind of flowing around in me. And I was listening to him. And he said some things that just kind of confirm what I was thinking. He said this. Um, let me find it. He, he said, the Lord spoke to him. This is a long time ago now, probably 40 years ago now. He said, the Lord spoke to him and said, the reason I do not do in many churches or in individuals' lives more than what I do is because they don't create the right kind of atmosphere for me to work in. I'll read that again. The reason why, God said, the reason why I don't do in many churches and in individuals' lives more than what I do is because they don't create the right kind of atmosphere for me to work in. God works in atmospheres. Atmos not just in the church. Not just in the church, but in our individual lives. If we want to see God do something, we have to create the kind of atmosphere that will attract that. And it's so important in, in a church service. You know, I, I was raised in a church where you just kind of go and you sit down. You don't, you, know, you don't make noise. You don't shake hands with anybody. You, you know, I remember my wife, my wife, when we were in Florida years ago, my wife was just, had just gotten saved, and she brought me to this Episcopal church. It was a spirit-filled Episcopal church. But uh, I remember I walked in, I, I sat down, and somebody in front of me, who was sitting in front of me, got up and had the audacity to get up and turn around and greet me and shake my hand. It's like, you know, I'm used to, I'm, I, I grew up in a Roman Catholic church where you go in, you sit down, and if you just move an inch, your father reaches over and pinches your leg, you know, like, shh. And then if you, if you scream, you're in trouble, so you have to just really bite your lip. But you didn't, do, you didn't talk, you didn't move, you, didn't, you were just, you sat. And this, church, this guy, this, some guy gets up and turns around, hey, good morning, how you doing? And I'm like, what are you doing? We're in church, sit down. You know? And uh, how did I get into that? You know, uh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, churches. 
And what, what church has to have, you have to have an atmosphere in a church that welcomes the presence of God. You know, and the, the, crit, the real critical part of the worship, of the church service that brings in the presence of God is the, is the praise and worship. If, if the people will give themselves, especially in the worship, you know, uh, Ruth Ward Heflin wrote a book years ago and talked about the glory. And she said, you know, you, you praise until the spirit of worship comes. You worship until the presence comes, and then you bask in the presence. And it's, it's, the, it's the worship that really brings the presence. And, and the praise kind of just gets you out of the world and into what God wants to do. And then you start worshiping God. But here's the thing. I think most people come to church looking to walk into an atmosphere. God says it's, it's our responsibility to create the atmosphere. You know, and so you have to understand, we're not just coming to receive. This isn't like a ball game where you just come to watch. This is a, Christianity, church is a participation sport. You know, we're, we're all part of it. We all have, a, we all have a, a part to play. We all have our, our share to add. Add my faith to your faith, my worship to your worship, my crying out to God to your crying out to God, my hunger for God for your hunger for God. And we create an atmosphere where God, where God silences everything else, the, the angels in heaven and, and everything says quiet 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 there's something going on down there I want to listen to and and I want I want to go be a part of what they're doing down there and it, it draws the, it draws the presence of God it attracts the presence of God and then God can do healings and signs and wonders and miracles and saving people and all kinds of stuff because his presence is here and when his presence is here it manifests himself in all different ways hallelujah it's amazing but it's up to us to create that atmosphere. You know, we need to be not just, not, not carnal, not fleshly, but spiritual. If God wants you to clap, clap. If God wants you to stand up, stand. Well, I like standing up. I, can't, I have a really hard time sitting during praise and worship because I just feel like, God, I just love you. I worship you. I can't. And part of it, part of that creating that atmosphere in church, hallelujah. So it's so important. It's, that's why it's so important that we come. I understand you can't always make it, but to come whenever you can. Don't give yourself an excuse to stay home while I had to change the air in my spare tire. Well, you can do that after church, you know. But to come, to add our faith, to gather together in the name of Jesus, because God wants to do, God's going to start breaking through because, see, in, in the latter days, the darkness is going to get darker, but the light in the church, if the church is willing to give themselves to him, we get a, we get a prophecy. My wife gave me a copy of it, but I already had it in my Bible. I love my wife. I tell you, my wife, what a gift. I, I'm going to embarrass her again. I tell you, she is, she is amazing. I am. I wouldn't be here today. I'm telling you, church, I wouldn't be here today without my wife. That's a God's honest truth. Because there was a time when we were out of ministry and I just wanted to go to Florida and be a door greeter for Walmart. And I didn't want to do this anymore. And, my wife, and I said to my wife, we just need to sell the house and go to Florida. And she said, over my dead body. And I thought, I'll take care of that. She said no. And a couple of years later, we were back in ministry and started all over again. But, but we get a we get a word for this church. This is what God. I think God has said some wonderful things about this church that haven't happened yet, but they're going to happen in Jesus' name. Because we're going to. I'm tell you, I'm changing. 
something's happening to me. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. This, this is the word, and we get this word from, from someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, and, and, I, and I have faith in, in what they say. I really do. I am about to expand things in your life and church rapidly. I'm going to release healings and miracles. God wants to release. God's going to, re- God, God's going to release healings and miracles in this church in Jesus' name. Why? Because that's God's calling card. You know, this is what what draws people in 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 in, in foreign countries. An evangelistic meeting draws people. But in this country, the power of God draws people. It's not just an evangelistic service; they don't come. But when they find out that God's healing and miracles are happening, they'll come in Jesus. They'll come in droves. And once they're here, then you tell them, you know, if you don't change, if you don't give your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. And I tell you, they need to hear it because I, the world today is is a mess. I'm telling you. Oh, I don't want to get into, but here, let me just read you the, the, the last, and then it says some other things that I can't share with you right now. Um, but it says, pray carefully and because God's going to use some people. And then it says this, I'm doing a new thing here that will amaze you. And then it says to me, decrease so that the Christ within you may increase. So God's going to do God's God's going to do some signs and wonders. He's going to do some miraculous things. But we have to have but we have to be uh, an attractive place for him to come and do that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not criticizing, I'm not judging, but it's it's a matter of coming and being saying I'm going. I'm going because you know what? I'm part of this team. It's like a, it's like we're it's like a, a ball a baseball team that's having a pickup game on Sunday. You say, you know what? I'm part of the team. I got to be there. I got to contribute. I got to add my my faith to theirs and my worship to theirs, and pull on God. Hallelujah. And be and come prayed up, because we. Here's the other thing that Norva was talking about in the atmosphere. Jesus. Creating the right atmosphere in our homes where we live. One of the one of the things that he has I've heard him say over and over and over again over the years, and I haven't I haven't been real diligent in doing this. I'll, I'll I'm re- I've repented before God, and I'm I'm changing in Jesus' name. But he's but he's a, he's a man. The reason why he gets such tremendous results from God is this bulldog of determination to 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 have what God has for him. And he talks about this all the time. He says, "I walk the floor. I walk the floor, and I worship God, and I and I confess the word. I walk the floor. I worship God, and I confess the word. I walk the floor. I confess the word. I worship God. I wor-. He said, "If you need, and when you do that, when you call Jesus, whatever you need Him to be, when you call Him that, He becomes that to you eventually." And you just walk the floor. And you, like he said, this is an example he gave. He said, if, if you need Jesus to be your savior, to be the savior of your husband, then you walk the floor and you start saying, thank you, Jesus. You're going to have to follow me, honey, or else I'm going to be back. You can just stay there. I'll be, I'll be right back. Uh, you know, you walk the floor. And not just for f- a few minutes. You walk the floor for an hour, two hours. And I, I said, how do you do that? Well, you, you get used to it after a while. And you start to start walking. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my husband. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my husband's savior. Thank you, Jesus, you're my husband. 
husband savior. I worship you, Lord. You are my husband savior. You thank you, Lord, that you're moving on his mind and you're moving on his heart. You're changing him, Lord. You're, he's softening his heart is softening towards you. I bless you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you are my husband savior. You are my husband savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my husband. You are my husband savior. I praise you and I worship you, God. And you do that and you do that and you do that day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day. And you know what? God comes down and, and does it. And thank you, Jesus. It's same. Thank you, Jesus, that you're saving my son or my daughter. Call their name out. Thank you, Lord, that you're saving them in Jesus' name. He's going he's gonna to serve you. He's going to worship you all the days of his life. He's not going to go to hell. He's going to go to heaven. I thank you, Jesus, that you're moving on my children. And then if you need healing, the same thing. And I'm telling you, I'm doing this for me. And, you know, there's some, I'm telling you, church, if you do this, listen to me. If you do this, you will feel the faith start to increase in your heart. You'll just, you, you'll feel it. You'll just be a different person after an hour or so. You just will. I've been walking the floor and confessing my healing for the last couple days. And my wife hasn't seen me. She's been downstairs doing laundry or something. I'm walking the floor upstairs. I'm not yelling and hollering and shouting. But I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. You're healing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Thank you, Jesus. You are my healer. You bore my sicknesses and you carried away my diseases. And there's a woman in our church. I won't call her name right now. But I thank you, Lord, that you're giving her a new pancreas. That you're doing a miracle in her life. I thank you, Jesus. You're giving her a new pancreas. You're giving her a new pancreas. Cancer, you can't kill her in Jesus' name. I'm her pastor and I take authority over you. And I'm telling you, you can't kill her. Cancer, you can't kill her in Jesus' name. She'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for giving her a new pancreas. I thank you for doing a miracle in her life and giving her a new pancreas in Jesus' name. I worship you, Lord. I thank you. I bless you. You just do this and you do it 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 and you do it. And I'll tell you, you know what? God will, you know what? God will finally just say, you know, I better give that woman a new pancreas so I can shut this guy up. Amen. No, but he'll do it because he loves her. But we, but we create an atmosphere. You know, I, I, remember, I remember the days, years and years ago. It's been a long time ago now. My wife and I are so much in love now. We're in love just with like a couple of high school kids who are just in love. But, but years ago, we were, we were on the rocks. You know, and I remember days where the, the tension was so thick in our house because she wasn't talking to me, I wasn't talking to her, and boy, you, you didn't dare even say a word because it would set something off. The tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. You know, atmosphere. And our kids had to live in that atmosphere. Atmospheres, that's a negative atmosphere. An atmosphere of evil, an atmosphere of perversion. You know, we want, we want our house to be an atmosphere of love and forgiveness and acceptance. And encouragement, you know, that's that's the we create that atmosphere in our house. No, Satan, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm forgiving. I'm not, I'm not going to hold on to this resentment in Jesus' name. I let it, I lose it, I let it go. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to serve you, Jesus, all the days of my life. Creating an atmosphere in your home, an atmosphere of love and acceptance and and worshiping God, worshiping God in your house so that God wants to come and be a part of what you're doing in your own home. It's, it's important to set you. Actually, the home to me is the more, most important place to have the right atmosphere. It is because your children, your children are affected by that atmosphere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll, I'll read a scripture. I, I suppose I should read a scripture, so I'll read one. Turn with me to Acts chapter 17. 
Acts chapter 17. It's just it's a little bit lengthy, but hang in there. Now when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths he reasoned from, with them from the scriptures. So he's in, he's in the synagogue and he's reasoning with them concerning the Lord. Explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, saying, This Jesus, who I'm proclaiming to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with a large number of God-fearing Greeks or Gentiles and a number of the leading women. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. When they did, excuse me. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some of the brethren before the city authorities, shouting, these men who have upset the whole world have come here also. And Jason has welcomed them. And they all act contrary to the degrees of Caesar, saying there's another King Jesus. And they stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason uh, and others, they released him. So they, this, so they go to Thessalonica. They preach for a while. Some people came to the Lord, but there was this big uproar. This, you know, ah, we don't like it. And then it says this. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. And when they had arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. So same thing. They went to another city. They go into the synagogue again. But listen. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. So see, two cities, two synagogues, totally different atmosphere. One of them is resistant to the gospel. Now the other, they don't, they don't just accept anything that's coming down the pike, but they're willing to at least listen and investigate and see whether you, what you're saying is true. So there was just a more, much more of an openness. So just because, you know, all I'm saying is that there can be a different atmosphere in different churches to the receptivity of the spirit, to the receptivity of the things of God. You know, freedom in worship. Just... We're lifting our hands and singing and, and uh, dancing or whatever God will lead you to do. It's the freedom in the church to receive the Spirit of God and freedom in your home. So I just want to encourage you. Be aware of the atmosphere in your, in your home. Create an atmosphere that's, in, that's inducive to the, to the moving of the Spirit of God in your, in your home. And he'll come and speak what you need. See, I'm confessing the Word of God over my body. I'm confessing the Word of God over our lives. I thank you, Lord, that with long life you'll satisfy us, my wife and I. With long life you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to many more years on this earth. I'm a, I want to see what God's going to do in the earth. I want to be a part of what God's doing. I don't want to watch from heaven. I want to be down here. I want to be on the field. I don't want to be in the stands watching. I want to be on the field playing. And I believe I am going to be. Hallelujah. But we're going to see God. We're going to see God move. But we have to create that atmosphere where he can move in Jesus' name. Amen. And it's one other thing I felt like I wanted to share. And I don't know how I'm going to do this, but uh, turns me to 1 Timothy chapter 3. In 1 Timothy chapter 3. And this is kind of a different topic, but uh, I felt uh, this has been, this, again, it's been kind of stirring in me. It's been bugging me. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 
Well, I'll start in verse 14. I'm writing these things to you, hoping to come to you before long. But in case I am delayed, I write, so that you will know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. The church of God is what? It's the pillar and it's the support of truth. Truth. What's truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In, in John chapter 17, Jesus, in his prayer to the Father, said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth, O God. The word of God is truth. Jesus is truth. And the church is supposed to be the pillar and the support of truth. When I say truth, I mean moral truth, spiritual truth, but especially moral truth. When, how do I say this? Jesus. God's word is forever settled in heaven. Some things that are wrong are wrong, and they're going to stay wrong, and they'll always be wrong. And, I'm gonna, and I am going to declare that they're wrong as long as I walk this earth. We are going to stand for what I call the truth. We're not going to condemn people. We're not going to get mad at them and angry at them for their lifestyle. But we're not going to agree that their lifestyle is acceptable and, and, and that God can welcome them in that lifestyle. The Bible, the Bible talks about murderers and fornicators and drunkards. There's none of, those, there's none of those in heaven. Homosexuals, there's none of those in heaven. And sin, you know what's amazing to me is that things that when I was a young boy, things that were considered sinful today are, are legislated as, as uh, okay. And you know what? You can persecute me. You can call me names. And you can, you can legalize sin, you can legislate it, you can do whatever, but it's still sin, and you can't go to heaven that way. And I just, wanted to, I just want to warn people. You know, it's like there's these wildfires going on in California, and if you don't, if you don't evacuate when they tell you, you're going to die. There's like six people that have died. It's like, why do you die? Leave your house. Let it burn down. Your life is more important. You can start over again. But you're, especially if you, if you ignore, like, hurricane warnings. People, you know, they say, well, we're going to stay and party. Yeah, they're going to party. You're going to party in hell in a few minutes because you're going to be dead, you know, when that storm hits. When people, I just want to warn people that, certain, that you, you've got to live for God. You've got to get born again. You've got to live for God. Otherwise, you're not going to heaven. Where are you going to be 100 years from now? You're going, you're going to be someplace in Jesus' name. And I, want, I, just, I don't want to see people go to hell. I'm t- I pray for Kim Jong-un. I do. I really do. I pray for Kim Jong-un. I pray for Governor Cuomo. I pray for the president. I pray for Nancy Pelosi. I pray for Chuck Schumer. I pray for Hill, uh, Kristen Hillebrand. I pray for our senators. I pray for our congressmen. I pray for them because God, they need God. I, 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 I pray, Father, I pray for our Governor Cuomo right now in Jesus' name. I pray that he'd know you, Lord, that he would have such peace, that he would know your love, Lord, that he would know your love and your peace, that he would know, Lord, that he's saved, that he would know that he's going to heaven, that you've forgiven him, that he would sense your love in his heart. Oh, God, save him, Lord. Be his savior. Redeem him, Lord. Move upon him. Visit him at the nighttime with dreams and visions. Move upon his heart, Lord. Move upon his spirit. Soften his heart to you, O God. Turn his heart, O God, to you, that he might know you and live forever in your presence. In Jesus' name. 
in Jesus. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to criticize. And that's why, you know, I don't listen to a lot of talk radio. I don't listen to that because that's just, all they do is criticize, criticize, criticize. And I'm not big into criticism. I want to see people get saved. But the church is a pillar and support of the truth. And we're going to declare what's true. Come hell or high water, I don't care. We're going to declare what's true. We're going to say right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't care which, I don't care which. And, you know, I pray for the Supreme God. You know, I've been praying. God's had me praying for the Supreme Court. God, I believe, I'm a, I am not going to be shocked when somebody in the Supreme Court stands up and says, you know, I, I've, I'm, I used to be this way, but I've changed. I've met God. God has moved on my heart. You know, something's happened to me. I'm different, whatever. But it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Have faith in God, church. Have faith that he's really bigger than the world. Hallelujah. But we were going to give him a place. We're going to give him a place in our lives. We're going to give him a place in our homes. We're going to give him a place in our church. And we're going to let him have his way in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we just... Come on, let's pray. Come on, stir yourself up. We declare, Lord, that you are welcome in this place. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Manifest yourself in signs and wonders and miracles. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We love you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship We will worship you. We will be a church that loves to worship you, that worships you with all of our heart in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, you know, the other thing is, there may be an occasional Sunday where things get different. We may worship God for 45 or 50 minutes. You know, if you have to sit down, sit down. But, you know, we're not going to be time conscious. We're not going to stretch it to stretch it. But we're not going to be time conscious. I'm not going to look at my watch to see how long I've preached. If I preach 15 minutes, that's it. If I preach an hour and a half, that's it. You know, and uh, as long as the anointing is here. Somebody say amen. Praise God. We're going we're gonna to receive. We're going to. You know, it's... It, we can't just be churches as usual anymore. It's, it's, things are too, too dramatic. Things are changing too quick. And uh, we're not going to be stupid. We're not going to be crazy. But we're going we're gonna to be spiritual. But we're going to be strong in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word. And that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.